Welcome to Savor Food and Body, a podcast for women in midlife who are ready to lose the mental and emotional weight of dieting. I'm your host, Amanda Bullitt, an undieting dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. Join me as I talk with other experts in the fields of intuitive eating, women's health, body image, and so much more. You'll also hear stories of women just like you who have learned to undiet their lives and fully embrace wellness without obsession. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's Savory Bite. A lot of what's been coming up in client sessions today and this week is this whole idea of sugar is back in their lives in kind of a prominent way since we just had Halloween here in the U.S. on Monday. And so I thought it would be a really great time to kind of apply like how do, how do you deal with sugar and sugar cravings or sugar addiction from an intuitive eating perspective, uh, a midlife health and gentle nutrition perspective, and even more so, how do you apply the savor strategies of healing to a relationship with sugar? So if you've followed uh, my work before and you know that I'm big about relationship building. So even though a lot of the times we're talking about relationship with food in general, it's also helpful to think about food, individual foods and our relationship with them, particularly when it comes to sugar and it comes to carbs. So one of the things that I just want to nip in the bud right now is some of the information that's out there about studies on sugar addiction and that sugar addiction is similar to drug addiction. And while we do know from the the neuroscience that certain um, areas of the brain light up similarly, what isn't considered in those studies is, was there any restriction of the sugar prior to giving the person sugar or rats? Many of the studies are done on rats. And one in particular they tested out this idea of sugar addiction and the rats had been restricted of having sugar. And then they gave them sugar rat chow. And of course they went crazy. It was super delicious and they ate tons of it. And so I thought, okay, well that's validating then like people are, are addicted to sugar. Rats are addicted to sugar, but we need to take into that account that restrictive piece, because that could be true with any food too, or anything that is delicious to us, or a person that we haven't seen in a long time. And we're just really excited to be around them, really excited to uh, have that in our lives. And I think you can see that this is true when we're talking about holiday foods and holiday recipes, which Halloween is kind of the kickoff to the holiday season, at least in the US. And so we, there are recipes that come out this time of year that we haven't had for months and months. And so we do get really excited about those. And you might feel that, oh, shoot, what am I, what have I, what do I do if I get out of control with the pumpkin pie, the pecan pie, the chocolates, the uh, grandmother's or mother's special recipe of cookies? Like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to control myself with that. And what I want to do is I want to normalize that feeling of that you might not be able to control yourself because there's good reason behind that. And those studies, again, with sugar addiction kind of explain that because you haven't had those foods. You've been restricted of having those recipes and those holiday treats for the year. Maybe not intentionally uh, if you feel like you have a fairly normal relationship with sugar, sugar and sweets. But again, that kind of 
pull, that compulsion to really want to have a lot of those foods during the holiday season can be coming from the fact that you don't have them during the rest of the year. So it's just a little bit of a psychology there. So how do we apply the savor strategies to an eating experience with sugar or the whole holiday season with sugar? So just as a reminder, savor stands for start awareness, variety, options, reflect, and release. And you can look at some of the other videos to, to understand how each one of those strategies uh, applies to food in general and your relationship with food and body in general. But let's apply it to this sugar experience here. So the start is to start, we're at the beginning of the holiday season now. So start noticing the information that you've received about sugar or high carbohydrate foods and notice like how does that affect your relationship with those foods if it puts you in the place of thinking like oh i shouldn't eat them or once on the lips twice on the hips you know that sort of business or really concerned about blood sugar and maybe even fear based around what's this what is eating sugar going to do to my blood sugar just notice what messages come up around sugar around health around weight and maybe even jot those down maybe start making a list of those messages just so that you become aware the second part the second strategy is awareness so now that you've thought about those messages around sugar now notice become aware of how do those messages affect you eating sugar or not so if those messages have you kind of pulling back a little bit and not eating sweets on a regular basis? And if you do, you definitely don't have full permission with them, meaning you're telling yourself, I shouldn't be eating this, I shouldn't be eating this, I'm going to have to work out more because I ate this. If you're allowing yourself to have sugar, but you have that those conditions around it, it's not full permission. And again, that awareness of how the is how has that messaging around sugar kind of created this. Um, fear and judgment for yourself around sugar. So that's the awareness piece is that we're kind of just noticing how does messaging affect how I eat, I interact with sugar and sugar related foods. The V is variety. So this is what's really important. I mean, I think you should have a variety of, of sweet foods or dessert foods on a regular basis that you really enjoy. Because again, when we have a variety of these sweet foods in our life, we're less likely to eat more than we want or make ourselves um, overly full, uncomfortably full with the foods because they're there all the time and we trust that they're going to be there all the time. The other part of variety that's really important, and this works with food in general, but particularly with sugar, is that when we're getting a variety of self-nourishing activities in our life, including eating variety of foods in a well-balanced way, meaning we're eating frequently throughout the day. We're not going long periods of time of not eating. We're getting the movement we enjoy. We're getting some downtime, reflection time. We're enjoying hobbies. Um, we're learning to manage a little work-life balance and manage any extra stress um, that's coming our way. And, and I notice I said not we're not trying to reduce the stress. We're trying to learn how to work within that and care for ourselves within stress. All of those things, making sure that we're having a variety of behaviors and activities that contribute to our overall self-nourishment, 
then we're less likely to turn towards always going to sugar, sweet, highly palatable foods to make up for some of those areas that we're not getting enough sweetness in our life. We're not caring for ourselves in a sweet, compassionate, loving way. There's a lot of nuance to that, and there's no way we can cover all of that in a 10-15 minute video. So um, definitely reach out if you have more questions and comments about that part. So variety is really important. We're getting a variety of foods in our lives. We're having a variety of experience in our lives. And then that makes everything feel much more rich and not like we need to rely on just going and getting sweet foods for kind of some relief and satisfaction, the hardness in life. So O is options. So when you decide that I want to have something sweet, I want to have, you know, bite after dessert for dessert, lunch, dinner, breakfast, Yes, breakfast. I like to have my sweets with breakfast. Um, the important part here is to pick a food, that pick a sweet food, a dessert food that you really like. Like if Halloween candy isn't your thing, or you've noticed that, well, I like chocolate, but I like the real, real chocolate, not the, the Halloween candy, you know, small candy bar things, then go and get what you generally want. If candy corns aren't your things, don't eat those. Go and get the things you really want. So the point here too is choosing an option of sweet foods, desserts that you really like versus just what's there because it's there. So if, I don't know, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving, um, pumpkin pie isn't really your thing, but it's there. Like you don't have to have it. If that's not satisfying sweet experience for you, you can opt to have other cookies that are there or, you know, bring whatever, whatever to your gathering, bring or make something that you would really enjoy too. So the importance of is we're working on making peace with sugar, which is also what this is really about, is we want to choose sweetened foods dessert, foods, candies, whatever, that you really want to eat and allowing yourself to have that with full permission. Again, that's a whole other topic as well. The other piece to um, maybe speak to like the health side of the sugar, which is a, a concern that, that many of my clients and people I work with bring up, particularly in midlife, as maybe we're seeing blood sugars creep up or cholesterol creep up. So when you have the dessert or whatever sweet um, treat that you want to have, making sure that you're also having it with a variety of other foods. So are we getting some protein in in that experience? Are we getting some fats in? Are we getting some fiber in? So when we don't just um, have the sweet foods on its own and we're balancing it with these other nutrients here too, your blood sugar is going to be fine. It's going to balance itself out and you're going to be good to go. Even for people that maybe you're taking medications for diabetes, it's all going to work together. Your medication is going to help. The protein, the fat, and the fiber are going to help. It's not an all or nothing. Even if you're concerned about health and blood sugar, it's not all or nothing when it comes to eating candy, eating sweets, eating dessert, eating sugar. So the other part that I want to add about this options piece is when you choose what you want to have that's your sweet food, your sweet treat, however you want to call it, is sit down and have it in a mindful way, like actually enjoy it. There's a big difference between eating these foods kind of on autopilot, in passing, uh, going by the candy dish on the receptionist desk or in the break room, wherever you work, 
and just kind of mindless eating, um, like I say, eating on autopilot. It's a very different eating experience. I get it needs to happen at some times, otherwise some of us would never feed ourselves. And so I'm not here to judge the autopilot eating, but I am here to suggest uh, and invite you to try eating those sweet foods in a mindful way so you can sit down and you can enjoy it. And you might even find like, no, I actually don't like this version of a sweet food or dessert. Like I'd rather have X, Y, and Z. Cool, go get that the next time that you wanna um, have some sugar. The next part, and this is a really important part of these strategies, is reflecting and releasing. So you're reflecting on, again, did I like that sweet food that I had? Did I like that whole eating experience? Um, what was it like to eat a sugary-based food with full permission? And that might take a while to come, to be honest. That may take some time for you not to go to this place of like, I shouldn't be eating this, I shouldn't be eating this, what about my health, what about this, what about that? And that's okay, this is a practice and it will build and you will become better at it over time. So just again, reflecting on like, what was that like to actually let myself eat the Halloween candy, the pumpkin pie, the whatever desserts are coming out this time of year. And then the release part is also really important because it just means, we noted we had this experience with, with sugar and um, good, bad, ugly, whatever you want to do next time, and we're moving on. We're not sitting in this place of, I shouldn't have eaten this, or I need to make up for this tomorrow. I like to call it the judging, the shaming, and the bargaining. The judging is, oh, I'm my health's going to hell in a handbasket, or I'm going to get so fat and overweight and I'm already overweight or I'm already feeling fat. Um, and then that obviously trickles into the shaming part of it too. And then the bargaining is, well, I ate this today. I need to make up for it tomorrow or later in the day, or I need to go to the gym more. I need to walk more, whatever it is. So we want to avoid all of that because that is none of that mindset is going to help you eventually make peace with sugar and sugary foods. So you've had your eating experience with whatever sugary foods you chose, and now we're releasing it, we're moving on, getting on with life. And when you learn to practice these savor strategies, these five strategies within that context of sugar and allowing yourself to eat sugar, being around sugar, being around um, sweeter, more, I don't want to just say high calorie foods and snacks during this time of year. When you practice these strategies, I guarantee you by next year at this time, it won't be nearly as stressful, anxiety producing, scary um, to be around these sweet foods and feel like you're going to be out of control. So to learn more about that or have more conversations about it, I highly recommend that you get on the email list for my community newsletters that come out every Thursday. In the coming weeks here, we're going to be talking more about how to relate and have a healthy relationship with carbohydrates, sweets, holiday foods. Um, we're going to have some podcast episodes that are going to be coming out on those topics as well. And so I really invite you to get on the email list so you don't miss any of this good information that will hopefully support you through the whole holiday season and not leave you feeling like you have a lot to make up for come January. So you can get on that list by going to alpinenutrition.org forward slash contact. And I would love to chat with you there.
All right, that's it for now for this savory bite. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. And thanks so much for tuning in. Take care. Thanks for listening today. I hope this conversation inspires you to undiet your life and start savoring food and your body. You can find show notes and resources from this episode by going to alpinenutrition.org forward slash blog, B-L-O-G. If you'd like to learn more about my one-on-one counseling or group coaching programs, go to my website, alpinenutrition.org and click work with me at the top of the page. And finally, if you found this episode helpful, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Until next time, keep savoring food and your body. Thank you.